Hello and welcome back to Pile the Podcast. You're chilling here with Zama Wichemlife. I'm super thrilled, super excited to be recording this week's episode. And why am I so excited? I'm excited because wow, your guys' response to last week's episode was incredibly humbling. You know, to be honored by your to be honored with your guys' time while I serve you the best way I know how has been an experience of gratitude for me. I am so grateful to every single person who shared how they could relate to Nobuche's story and how they saw themselves in her story. And I'm grateful for every single person who shared with me how they're healing their own inner child in in current seasons as well and how they are dealing with it and what they are struggling with. Guys, be humbled, be grateful. I'm all things. And today I'd love to continue the conversation on healing your inner child, looking at insecurities. Now, today I'm going to be having an amazing, amazing, amazing guest, Ustabi Lekomo. She recently had this on her, she recently had a similar conversation on her YouTube channel, YouTube channel and what is this thing, this IG thing, this IGTV thing? She did one of those and she was sharing about her insecurities and how she's dealt with them. So I'm going to have her in this conversation and have her share her experience with us. Thank you again for tuning in and let's welcome Ustabile. Okay, let's welcome Ustabile. How are you, Ustabile? I'm good, thanks. And yourself? I'm great. I'm great. So as I have just briefed my guests, Uguti, we're going to be talking about healing your inner self in the yeah. sphere of self-esteem. So I'd love for you to share your background with us and how you can relate to this topic. Okay, with relation to this topic that we're discussing today, with my story and relating it to the listeners, I grew up in a home which society deems as normal. So it's your, your home your home that has both your parents who have been married like for the longest time because my parents have been married before I was born and they still are married. Mm-hmm. And I'm a middle child out of three siblings. So I have an older brother and, and a younger sister. And mm-hmm. to me growing up, the first, Thing, or one of the first things that I can remember of my self-esteem being tainted, it happened, I was probably three or four years old, if I remember correctly. Yeah. So in, in me growing up, I was a really skinny child. I was dark-skinned, and I had your sores on your legs because I had a really weak immune system. Mm-hmm. So I had sores on, on my legs, and on this one incident, my mom had shaved my hair, like really, like she shaved my hair, I was bald. And yeah. we went to church, and we went to church, and there's this guy, who was much older than me, like really older than me, he called me, and he was going on about how ugly I was, and he just wow. like literally went on and on and on, telling me how ugly I was. And it, when that incident took place, I didn't actually feel like he was hurting me in any way mm-hmm. but now when i come to realization of it uh, i know that it actually did hurt me if i can remember it's after so many years yeah so that is one of the things that actually made me lose my self-esteem or took a knock on my self-esteem and mm-hmm. in me growing up and in me being a middle child i struggled a lot with getting attention from my parents my brother was like the golden boy he's the first born and most people know him and then my sister as well she's like your typical babies that you'd have your light-skinned chubby kids she was that child and then i was just there in the background no one actually paid attention to me both my parents and even family friends i felt like they didn't pay much attention to me as they did to my siblings Mm -hmm. so in so both of these things really um, 
played a huge role in me not having a strong self-esteem in myself. And when when I got to primary, I started realizing that I was actually getting attention from my parents because I was really smart, because even teachers were letting them know that I was really smart in primary. Yeah. And in them giving me attention, it wouldn't be like a long a long time frame of them giving me attention. I'd get probably attention around those times where I'm actually getting my reports or awards days. But mm-hmm. in general, I didn't feel like I was getting enough attention because my brother was not strong academically. So there was me and my parents are academics. So they, they were drawn to me because they realized of the potential like that I, I could um, accomplish in life. Mm-hmm. And then, then when I got to high school, one of the things that I started realizing is that I don't know if it's puberty or whatever, but I started realizing that I was actually getting attention from boys as well. Mm-hmm. And all the things that I've been desiring to hear from my parents, they're the ones who are actually like talking to me and telling me about them. So so they were actually the ones who were telling me that I'm actually pretty and I was getting more attention from them more than I was getting attention from my parents. Mm-hmm. And then, so one of the other things that I experienced a lot in me dating in high school, I experienced this whole mentality of guys thinking that it's okay to have multiple girlfriends. And when I went through those experiences, I didn't actually feel like they were actually hurting me. Yeah. Now that I think of it, the accumulation of all those experiences, I feel like they actually have hurt me and how I perceived relationships and, and boys in general. And I'm one of the individuals who have witnessed infidelity in their, in their parents' marriage. Mm -hmm. And, in me witnessing all of that, I've come to a realization that I thought it was okay for men to have multiple women in their lives. So I've, I've always thought that it's, it's okay. And then it got to a point where in my latter years of high school, I got a boyfriend who was also like also treating me like all the other ones who had multiple girls, girlfriends. And it got to a point where, where he had a baby and there was like all those drama that all those dramatic things that usually happen in relationships mm-hmm. in most relationships that I've witnessed. So when that happened, it took a strong um, knock on my self confidence as well. I could hide it really well when I'm when I'm in the midst of people, but deep down I knew that I was I'm not a person who's confident in who I was. And yeah. Wow. <laughs> That was such a mouthful. Firstly, I'd, I'd like to apologize for any person who's ever treated you the way that they shouldn't because people don't recognize the weight that something like the event that you had happened to you when you were three or four has on the rest of your life and how it becomes imprinted in you. And, and I think in last, we were having a conversation last week where I'd really like to point out something very important to all my listeners which is yeah. we're having the conversation about being brought up in a, 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 a structure with a good family because a lot yeah. of people have this thought or people, I was talking to one of my friends and they were sharing how they feel guilty for have like for having issues considering the fact that they come from good family structures and all of this and all of that, that every single person's struggles and every single person's challenges is valid no matter what family structure you are coming from so i just wanted to re-emphasize that but the question that i wanted to ask you but the question that i wanted to ask you is how do you feel like your parents could have supported you through all these phases and all these emotions that you were going through pertaining your pertaining to your self-esteem with 
with regards to answering your question, I feel like my parents could have told me more that I was actually beautiful and pretty mm-hmm. and told me that way. And yeah. I strongly believe that the, the love language also applies to like a relationship between a child and their parents. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm, personally, I love hearing that I'm beautiful and I'm loved. So if I'm not hearing that from my parents, I'm actually going to be tempted to want to share those words from other people as well. So if if my love language is words of affirmation, I want to I want to hear my parents to tell me that I'm actually beautiful because I, I strongly believe that the love la- the love language applies to the parents child um, relationship that parents should have with a child, and they have to understand that with with every single child you can't treat every single child that you have the same because very have true the same love languages as children because my brother could want to be shouted with his for him to feel loved by my parents and i could want just want to hear that they actually love me that is that is that is that is amazing for me because i don't think i've ever seen i've ever thought about love languages outside of romantic relationships because that's what we yeah. largely associate them with now as a parent, you should be looking at how your your child receives love or how they want to receive love and love them accordingly. Wow, yeah, so I think yeah, that yeah. is so, so beautiful. I just wanted to hear from you, Wootsie, how do you believe your cries looked like when you were growing up, your cries for attention or trying to get that from your parents? Uh, okay, so while I was growing up for me, how I tried to grab my parents' attention. I was constantly breaking things in the house, mm-hmm. carrying things and drawing on the walls, so all those things that children do. So I was constantly doing those things, and I still didn't get my parents' attention. Mm-hmm. And another thing that I tried to grab their attention by is that, see, I feel like in black homes, the firstborn, we called the parents by the firstborn's name, so mm-hmm. it's like my, my brother's name was Slaw. Well, my dad is called Babagaslo. Yeah. And I tell them that no, I want you to I want you to be called Babagasta. Why him? Mm-hmm. And they just lost it all, and they wouldn't take it seriously. But yeah. Eventually, when I got to high school, my parents started realizing that I actually want more attention, and they'd actually take me out and maybe we'd just go for ice cream. My mom and I would just go for milkshake, and that's when. I feel like they started realizing that I just wanted their attention, like a one-on-one relationship with them. Do Do you think, Ogoti, in 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 the black community or in the in the black family dynamic, we have that space, Ogoti, umzalu velumchalse pans, and like just sit your parent down and ask them, like I want attention. Do you think that's something that our like our parents can? like, can accept? Do you think that conversation is a conversation that you could have had with your parents? At the time, I don't think it would have been possible. Mm-hmm. Because my dad, my dad is not a talkative person, firstly, and secondly, is a, he has, like, a traditional mind of a Zulu man, that a Zulu man has. That yeah. Child, this is your place, and you, you don't pass this boundary. So my dad and I, we've never actually, like, taking that route of actually sitting down and talking about things that I don't like that he does. We've never had that conversation. But with my mom, on the other hand, we, we had the conversation now that I'm older. So maybe the generations before us, they, it's, not a something, it's not something that can be discussed. Yeah. But now I feel like in, in our generation, as our minds are actually being shifted in the way we think, I feel like maybe the generations after us, they, they're the ones who are going to experience 
having parents that they can relate to and have parents that they view as their friends more than just a parent. Mm-hmm. That's very true. Cause I I know I yo guys I mean I know my dad. He's not that type of guy. <laughs> you could never sit my dad down and be like, I don't like A, B, and C for the mere fact that he's paying my school fees. You know, like that. That's all he needs to do as a man, and that is it. So it is very true that we, as we grow older, we are able to have the conversation. But I also feel the same way. I'm able to have the conversation with my mom more than I'll ever be able to have it with my dad. Now, now, we have that thing where it's like you, you're still living under your parents' roof, so you can't be here making demands of how you want to be treated. Exactly, exactly. That is exactly it. So another question that I wanted to ask you is that obviously during all these phases of your life and during like dealing with all this self-esteem and insecurity issues, you had friends, you know? Yeah. So how could your friends have shown up better? Because we have friends at this point in time, I'm sure every single person who's listening has friends at this point in time who are dealing with different things, dealing with insecurity issues. Yeah, Bon. How could your friends have shown up better for you? For me, the topic of friends is like a whole different story because I've had different friends in different phases of my life. Mm-hmm. And in my, when I was a child, my, the friends that I had, they were predominantly girls who were light-skinned. So there was no way that I feel like they would have understood where I was coming from. So that's why I couldn't tell them. And we still kids. All, all we did was just play yeah. When I, when I got to high school, when I got to high school, I actually, like, there was some scenarios where we actually, like, had to separate with my friends and I. Mm-hmm. I, used to, I, I used to chill with a girl group, but then we had to separate and stuff, and then I ended up chilling with guys. And I feel like my friends who are guys, they're the ones who actually started um, building my self-confidence, because... See, when I come when I come to them and maybe I did I did my hair like a new hairstyle, they'd be the ones who'd be like, "Oh, you're so dope, bruh. and they'll be the ones who hype me up. So, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm answering your question. I get you. I get you. You 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 can't relate to 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 my question basically. Yeah. But yeah. Uguti, I think it's 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 very important for us to know Uguti. Okay, let me ask it in a different way. What would you okay. tell your younger self now? with everything that you've learned pertaining to self-esteem? I tell myself to calm down and... <laughs> <laughs> I tell myself to calm down and, like, life's going to happen and I'm going to get better. Like, in terms of my appearance, I shouldn't, like, worry a lot about me not being light-skinned. Mm-hmm. And I should just love and embrace the fears that I actually love about myself. Because when I was young, I really loved my brain. I was supposed to like invest more in my brain because that was my 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 strength. My brain was my strength, so I was supposed to invest more in my brain because that is the the sphere of my life that I was confident in only. Mm-hmm. So maybe I can tell my my younger self my younger self that I should be more confident in what I actually love, love about myself and yeah. what I do love about myself. I definitely definitely get you. So how did you get yourself out of that because i know okay i know it's a, it's a constant process it's not like you wake up and you have buckets of confidence and you never feel self-conscious or have a low self-esteem again but i want to know how have you made progress thus far 
my mom, when I'm, my, my, my relationship with my mom started getting better mm-hmm. and I could actually open up to her, she started telling me that I was, that I was pretty more often. Mm-hmm. And, and in, in her telling me that I was pretty, I started like trusting that I'm, I actually am pretty and she started investing more in how I, how can I put this? She started like, Paying more attention to everything I like that made me feel like I'm pretty based on how I dressed up or mm-hmm. how or what I wanted from what I wanted to make me feel pretty. My mom would actually give me those things. So I relied a lot on, on fashion because I love dressing up. So yeah, my mom would be my mom would be the one who'd buy me all of the things that I wanted so that I can exuberate those energies of being com- about being confident to other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is interesting. That is interesting. Um, okay, my last question is, how has that part of your life served the person that you are right now? I think I'm more sensitive to people who are not self-confident. Mm-hmm. And I feel like one of my roles in society is to help people find aspects of their lives that are actually like dope and help them trust their dopeness in whatever manner that it can come from, be it their artistic ability or their intellect or whichever sphere of their life. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for that conversation. Thank you for sharing yourself. Thank you for being vulnerable with us. We truly appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, what platforms can people reach you? Because I know, Wuti, you have a YouTube channel and you have Instagram TV moments. So where can people reach you? So on Instagram, my handle is at komositavile, like one name. Mm-hmm. And on YouTube, you can find me to search Tabile Komo. Thank you so much, Tabile Komo. So as I close off this conversation, I just wanted to say the whole reason why I'm experiencing or exploring different stories from different people, it's because we can listen to Bukhle and for some people you find parts of yourself in her and you can listen to Stabil and find parts of yourself in them, find find parts of yourself in her as well. And in my third guest that I'm still going to have come on and speak about a similar topic of conversation. But what I want you guys to experience is to have a person that you feel like represented you as an individual. Because that's how we approach healing. When you feel like people can relate to what you're going through and people can relate to what you're experiencing. Sometimes you look at and you hear someone's like story and you're like okay that is so far-fetched from what i'm experiencing so that's what i'm trying to achieve by having different people talk about the same topic of conversation so thank you again for listening i want you guys to remember to pay attention to the people that are surrounding you and hear their cries because another person wouldn't have known that her drawing on the wall or her throwing tantrums or whatever it is that we do in this day and age, even as adults, is a cry out for help, is a cry to be recognized that she wants to be affirmed. You know, let us affirm our friends that we know are struggling with self-esteem issues. Let us affirm them. Let's, let us remind them that they're beautiful. You know, I know, see some, some, some compliments 
bang better coming from certain people you know you can compliment all your friends all they want but if a, a compliment is coming from a certain guy you know it, it's it, it feels a little better but i want us to never forget to compliment our friends to compliment or affirm those people we know are struggling or going through difficult scenarios with their self-esteem and with their self-confidence let us continue to do that and for those of you who are struggling with your self-esteem let's remember to partake in actions that help us heal those part of our lives for example she was speaking about how she loved her brain let us focus on things that we know we are good at um because and accept who we are because i mean obviously according to society only a few people would be accepted but focusing on things that we're good at focusing on journaling focusing on affirming yourself you know that is one of that that is one of my routine things every single morning i affirm myself i am beautiful i'm made in the image of god i am this i am that i'm walking in my purpose i am da 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 i am da 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 and i do that every single morning to get myself into the right headspace i journal i have a gratitude journal that i keep every single morning to get myself into the right headspace so journal in a way that serves you as an individual and that deals with the things that you are facing and challenges that you are experiencing so yeah i hope you guys enjoy this conversation i hope you guys tune into next week's conversation as well thank you again for your time stay blessed keep healthy and survive lockdown stage three <laughs> bye